Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh. Today is Monday, February 6th. And, uh, yeah, Monday, Monday, right? Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Which is probably not true. And it's not rainy here. It's sunny. A beautiful full moon setting in the pink sky this morning. So, um, yeah, can't ask for better than that. So, hope you all are ready for your uh, the week ahead. Feeling, feeling ready. <laughs> I was going to come up with a better word than ready, but no. Um, I was going to say, like, enthusiastic, boisterous. Um, chomping at the bit to take it on. So let's see here. Um, primary thing I need to remember is that uh, I have not been mentioning because I've kind of been out of pocket and then Friday I had the tired. Uh, I'm pretty much recovered now. But it's been uh, Farofeb. Fantasy Romance February. I, longtime listeners know I love the Faro Gals. And so lots of promotions and events going on this week, of which I am part, <laughs> and which I've neglected to mention thus far. But we are remedying that today. Uh, um, first of all, I'm part of this fabulous giveaway, um, of which there is one day left. So I will put the link in the show notes. But it's um, it's a fabulous giveaway. You can win uh, prizes from Jennifer L. Armentrout, Nicolette Andrews, Zoe Ellis, Emma Hamm, Daniel Jensen, me, A.J. Lancaster, Lisette Marshall, Sylvia Mercedes, H.R. Moore, Jenny Lynn Roberts, and Bella Roth. So uh, it's really a wonderful giveaway. You can um, enter it at the link that I give you. And there are also things going on later on this week. Uh, so I will give the link to uh, farofeb.com, which has all of the events. But the, the TLDR is that on Friday, I am doing the workshop, workshop talk. I, we don't have a really good name for what it is. A panel. Let's see what it's called on here. Um, thingamajig. Uh, virtual panel is what we're calling it. Uh, Dorinda and I are talking about why we love Twilight and defending Twilight against the haters. And Maria Vale is moderating. So that should be really fun. That is going to be at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then on Saturday, I'm doing another panel with uh, Bella Roth, Amanda Boucher, Kelly Chase, and Ophelia Wells Langley. I don't think I know Ophelia. Um, panel hosted by Beastly Books here in Santa Fe. And that's on the 11th at 12 p.m. Um, well, Eastern time, uh, 10 p.m. Mountain. I hate that we default to Eastern. Longtime listeners know that I complain about that. Uh, bitching copiously. 
I messaged a friend of mine the other day uh, about the weather. Uh, this was ah, a couple of weeks ago. I was wiping something off my keyboard there and messed it up uh, because we had this terrible wind. It was like right after the new year. And oh, there was this one day, maybe it was um, like a week after the new year. Doesn't matter. Uh, but it was just the worst, worst day. Apparently the jet stream was right over us and the wind just howled and howled for like two days straight. And I messaged that to my friend and said, we're all copiously bitching about it. And uh, he replied, <laughs> only a writer would say something, <laughs> would say bitching copiously. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess that's uh, where I live. I am, it's funny because, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Being a writer is a funny profession because it's something that begins in secret for many, many of us. Um, unless you are someone who like goes for the creative writer, writing MFA and like totally owns the writer mystique from the very beginning. It's something that is furtive at first because, because there are so many people out there who say that they want to write a novel, right? This is like the great syndrome, though I don't run into it as much anymore. I wonder if that's changed. Maybe everybody wants to have a, a podcast or a viral TikTok account now. Uh, who knows? But anyway, um, there's this feeling of that if you say you want to write a novel and put it out there, that there is, um, there's a lot of expectations and it feels it feels sensitive. It feels vulnerable at first. Some of you may feel this way. You know, every once in a while, um, one of my readers will confide that they've tried writing a book. Um, I think maybe this is better than it used to be. A lot of people write fan fiction and feel like they can own that. That used to be like a super secret thing in the past. But even if you are open with people about it and say, oh yeah, you know, I'm trying my hand at being a writer. Uh, you know, you have a day job probably. And, and people will ask you things like, so is your book done yet? Or, you know, is that book published yet? Which to which the answers are always no. And they want to know how it's going. And that's really hard to answer. Uh, I spoke with, um, an old friend of mine on the phone the other day, uh, well, on Friday, and it was nice because I wanted to tell her this great story about running into someone who uh, had said that she was reading this friend's book, this book from like 10 years ago. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry for the, uh, <coughs> I would call it technical difficulties, but it's actually me. Um, I went to look to see what year that book came out. It was 2019. Um, and so, oh no, it's not really 2019. See, that's why I'm confused because, uh, she just republished it. Uh, and so then the dates get confused. 2010. All right. So it was 13 years ago that this book came out and eh, closer to 12. But anyway, uh, I, when I was traveling last week, I met someone who said, oh yeah, I'm reading this great book and, uh, I just, I'm just loving it. And I was like, that author she's a good friend 
and I'm not saying who it is because I don't want, or the book, because I don't want to out what she said to me, but she was, she'd been laid off from her day job recently. And she was talking about like being at home and trying to write. And she had been working from home. And she's like, why is it that when I work from home, people leave me alone. But if I am writing from home, it's open, <laughs> open season. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, there's something about writing that it doesn't look like you're writing or it doesn't look like you're accomplishing anything. And people just, um, even people who know that you're like trying to make a living at this, even people who are breadwinners with their books, their families still interrupt them while they're writing. So it, it's a funny thing learning to admit that you're a writer. And it's a threshold for, for many of us when we confidently say to somebody, I'm a writer. And, you know, for me, you know, it probably wasn't until well after I had a number of books out that I said that, that I would just, when people ask me, what do you do for a living? For a living? And I'll say, well, I'm a writer. Um, or sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll usually start there. I'll say I'm an author uh, or I write for a living. Uh, sometimes I'll say, if I drill down, I'll say I'm a novelist. But I remember being a newbie writer and talking about the importance of calling yourself a writer about instead of saying, well, you know, I'm trying to write, I write part-time. Uh, and there were a couple of seminal things for me that are funny to look back on. The other thing my friend and I were talking about was the difficulty of trying to teach writing later in your career when you, when you've assimilated things so fully that it's almost as if it's, it's really difficult to teach because you don't realize what you know now that you didn't know before, uh, which is one reason why I think newer writers have an easier time teaching stuff because they're still really aware of what the rules are and what they're trying to teach. So this has been on my mind, of course, because if you've been listening recently, you know that I'm trying to put together some classes like more advanced writing. Uh, and, and how do you teach those things? How do you know what to teach? Anyway, uh, these are sort of random thoughts on like being newbie writer versus being a more experienced writer. But when you're a newer writer, uh, there's a couple of seminal moments. One is having a physical thing that says that you're a writer. And we were doing these writing retreats, putting together these writing retreats with a couple of different writers groups in the Northern Colorado, Southern Wyoming region, back when I lived in Wyoming. And for one of them, we got t-shirts and it was a very deliberate move that we got t-shirts that had the logo on it. And it had a saying on the back that I loved. And, and it said on there, writers retreat. And it was a big deal because it was a declaration that this was something that we were doing. Uh, the other one that I remember being as hu hugely pivotal for me was when I was a fellow at the UCross Foundation at Northern Wyoming and went there for two weeks, which was amazing. You know, you have to be accepted by this jury and 
all of this to to go and and work there and produce and you get two weeks of um, everybody taking care of you so that you can write and <laughs> and when I arrived the director walked me around and introduced me to everyone you know and said this is Jeffy Kennedy she's a writer you know and they'd say and this is Andrea she's an artist <laughs> but it was electrifying because it was the first time in my life somebody said she's a writer this is Jeffy Kennedy she's a writer it, and that was first it wasn't oh you know uh, she's an environmental consultant or she's a scientist or she works for WRI um, and she writes part-time uh, and it's huge it's huge to uh, take yourself see yourself as being a writer but then over time you kind of forget that that's um, that that's such a huge thing and it becomes part of your your natural way of being now I've forgotten exactly how I got down that track uh, maybe it'll come back to me but yeah I'm not remembering now and you all shouting at the speaker doesn't help <laughs> I wish it did and I wish that there was a way to pause this and go back and listen without stopping it and I don't think that there is a way if I produced it I could do this but since I'm not going to do that oh well so um yeah uh, if it comes back to me I might address it tomorrow but anyway these I think those are important things to remember about the difference between when you start out and later in your life and where you are um, career-wise and I'm I have a phone call today um, with agent Sarah my annual check-in with her and we're going to talk about the bandits book I think I sent it to her to read what I've read at the beginning and and I'm experiencing trepidation I'm nervous that she will hate it <laughs> and you know so what if she does but it's it's interesting to think back and reflect on where I was not even 10 years ago when I thought that getting an agent would be the solution to all of my problems when I thought that that would be the best and it's great don't get me wrong I love agent Sarah it's wonderful but I just think about how giddy I would have once been about I'm having a call with my agent this afternoon and and there were certainly times when I was giddy when I was like ah, you know I love telling people that and and I was excited and now it's like now it's another business phone call and I suppose we become accustomed to these things um, to some extent and it becomes part of the business of doing things and I guess in some ways it's too bad right you know sort of the idea that we become inured to the shininess of some things uh, I try not to become inured to the fact that I live in such a beautiful place so cross your fingers for me on on the Sarah call I hope she likes this book uh, it could be that she'll want me to change things and then I'll have to think about it and some of that never goes away 
uh, <laughs> I, one of the friends that I was with last week was reading Shadow Wizard, had a paper copy of Shadow Wizard there. And they were saying, look, I'm reading your book. And I, and I was wincing. I was like, Ugh. I said, well, I just don't, um, it's just hard for me to know that somebody is reading my book, which is stupid, right? Because I have enough books out there at this time that somebody's probably reading my book at any given time, right? Seeing someone reading my book is, is different. And, and the person who mentioned it said, well, that they, you know, they're an aspiring writer and they said, well, they don't have, um, or just like newly published writer. And so, well, that, you know, it doesn't bother them because they're, they're able to take critique and that sort of thing. And, you know, it doesn't bother them to think about somebody reading their work. And I thought, well, I think it didn't used to bother me in the same way. And they suggested that maybe it's because I have higher expectations now, or I think my readers have higher expectations that it's going to be really good. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't, these things cycle around, right? Um, yeah. So I got a lot done over the weekend. Um, thanks to this giveaway, which I'm really grateful to the Faro Fab, Faro Fab, I can't even say it, Faro Feb gals for organizing, uh, particularly shout out to Bella Roth, who totally held my hand and said, let me set this up for you because I was like, I can't participate. I'm just, I can't fill out the form. Me and filling out forms, it's like, you know, shaking my cane. I don't know. I hate those freaking Google forms. She's like, let me just do this for you because uh, we want you to participate. You know, bless them. I, I really do so appreciate them. So she filled out the stuff for me and just asked me questions on chat, which I'm much better at dealing with. And um, <laughs> so she, I noticed that my Instagram followers were really climbing and it's like, oh, I'm in this giveaway with Jennifer Larmentrout, you know, thank you, Bella. <laughs> and then um, she said, yeah, uh, we're getting, you know, lots, because I commented to Bella, I'm like, this is great. So many Instagram followers. And she said, well, yeah, I'm on TikTok too. And I said, oh, I haven't like opened my TikTok account in months. And she said, yeah, I noticed you weren't really using it, but I figured when you were ready to, it'd be nice for you to have some JLA followers there for you. So I went and looked and I was over a thousand followers on TikTok, which like before I had 15. <laughs> so I started learning TikTok this weekend. I also got to inbox zero, go me. Um, and I'm... And I paid all the bills, caught up all the finances, did a whole bunch of stuff around the house. So I'm feeling much more caught up. And uh, the TikTok thing is my next big step. So uh, that along with finishing this book. Also, if you were paying attention, um, even if you weren't, <laughs> uh, I did push back the release of Rogue Familiar. I pushed it back the full 30 days that Amazon would let me to March 25th, just to give myself breathing room. Maybe it won't take me that long, but there was just looking like no way I was, well, not even looking like there was no way I was going to get it out by February 23rd. Uh, um, I've been toying with like trying to do a blaze of writing for a couple of weeks and get it done in time, but I don't think I'll do that. 
I'm still toying with it. I'm still considering it. Like what if I just took a week off of all the meetings and everything and just did like huge word count every day to get this book done. I know. Well, anyway, I'm thinking about it, but otherwise it's pushed back to March 25th and I shall keep you all updated. And I apologize for that. I appreciate all the lovely notes on social media. I know you all are like, take care of yourself. Um, I don't think that this is like even a busyness or burnout thing. I feel like it's just me not being very efficient. So we shall see. Um, all right. So on that note, I am going to go get after my day. I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. I hope you're ready to take on the week and I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.